We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. James chapter 1, verse 26, he said, If any man seemeth to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, he deceiveth his own heart. See, there's many people that would deceive their own heart because they didn't bridle their tongue. What you speak gets into your heart. What the Bible calls the heart, it's the spirit of man. And the human spirit is designed of God to produce whatever you plant in it. And the things you're speaking can deceive your heart. I mean, your heart takes what you're saying as being what you will to come to pass. So what we speak should never be anything other than what we will to come to pass or what we desire to come to pass. And we should release faith in every word that we say. And that's why it's important that we don't talk about tickle me to death, laughed, I thought I'd die, dying to go, going to die if I don't. That just killed me or this just killed me. You better not be releasing faith in that. So you see what it does, it weakens your faith. It gets you to the point that there's no power in the human spirit because you don't believe anything you say will come to pass. When it comes time to pray the prayer of faith, you don't believe in what you're saying because you haven't developed yourself in it. Now, the authority here on the earth to bind and to loose, we have authority to do that. Now, in Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 19, Jesus said to the disciples, He said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, you must realize that that was spoken under the old covenant. You see, that was not under the New Covenant. That was under the Old Covenant. Now, it's in the New Testament, all right. But you see, they were still under the Old Covenant. Jesus hadn't died. Salvation hadn't come to mankind. Now, what Jesus was doing was transferring the authority where they had authority over the devil. Now, the reason that you have power and authority over the devil and the enemy to bind and to loose and to break the power of the enemy is because you have a physical flesh, blood, and bone body. Now, if you study the Word of God, and I don't have time to get into that, my book, Authority in Three Worlds, goes into that in depth about the authority of the body, but I do want to mention it here enough to tie it in with this. Your body gives you authority on this planet. Have you noticed that people, when they lose their body, they have to leave this planet? I mean, they can't stay around here. Spirit beings that are in this earth that got here some other way than being born here, there's very little they can do on this planet. See, Satan is an illegal alien to this planet. He does not have authority here. Demons and evil spirits have no authority on this planet. It's only people that are born here that have authority on this planet. And when you realize that, you know what importance the body is then. The physical body that you have is your authority in this earth. That's why Jesus could tell the disciples, I give you power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. They had the body. Jesus had a body. That's where his authority came from. He destroyed the works of the devil because of the authority of the body and the anointing of God. Now, God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and healing power. But his body is what gave him authority there. Your physical body is what gives you authority. Most of you have a birth certificate, and that proves that you have authority on the earth. 
If you don't know anything else to do and the devil comes around your house, get your birth certificate out. Read it to him. Born. January 4, 1934. Then just say, where's yours? He doesn't have one. He doesn't have authority on this planet. And it'll be good if you let the devil know that you know that he doesn't have authority on this planet, doesn't have authority over you. But he will run roughshod over you if you don't know it and don't know that you can take authority over the devil to bind the things that the enemy brings. Now, Satan's ultimate deception is this, is to get you to believing that what's coming your way is of God, that it is God-ordained for you. Now, I remember a story that I heard in a full gospel businessmen's meeting one time. This professional football player, I don't even remember who it was now, but he said that he prayed before he went into a game, Now, Lord, if I come out of the game well or hurt, well, I'll love you just as much. Well, now, certainly he should. But why in the world would you pray a prayer like that? And he came out of the game with a ligament pulled in his leg, and he was crippled for six months. Now, you see, he opened the door to the devil with his praying. That's a foolish way to pray. The Bible says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Well, I don't want to get into the praying part of it yet. That's in another session. Now, a lady that I met in California, in Anaheim, in a meeting there, we were teaching, and I was teaching kind of along this line that the devil's out to destroy you and to cripple you. You see, the reason the devil wants your body sick, crippled, or dead is because it gives you authority on this planet. And if he can get you crippled or sick, why, well, he can inhibit your authority. Well, after the service was over, I was out by the book table, and this lady came up in a wheelchair, and she got on my case. She said, I know that God caused me to have this wreck, so I'd stay in this wheelchair. I said, well, what makes you believe that? Well, because I couldn't write this book. If I wasn't in the wheelchair, I'd have to work. And I said, no, sister, it wasn't God that did that to you. It was the devil. He's out to destroy you. No, she knew it was God. And I mean, you know, every time she'd say something, what she believed, I'd just quote what the Word of God said. Well, she kind of got upset with me, and finally she kind of left in a huff. Well, in the next session, Jerry Savelle was teaching, and he was teaching on confessing the Word and acting on the Word of God. Now, you see, here's a woman that believed that her condition was because of the will of God. Well, now, if my father is the one going about breaking people's legs and paralyzing them, then he's not the loving Heavenly Father that the Bible says that he is. You see, he's not giving people sickness and disease to perfect them. Sickness and disease is of the devil. Couldn't be from heaven, is not any there. Now, to make a long story short, during that teaching session, why... Jerry taught him to act on the Word of God, and I was still out at the book table visiting with some people, and I heard a big roar of applause, and I asked someone what it was, and they said, well, that lady just got up out of her wheelchair. Well, see, when she found out it wasn't God's will for her to stay there, that it was the devil that was doing that to her, then she got her healing. See, she had to recover herself out of the snare of the devil. See, nobody could pray the prayer of faith for her as long as she believed that this was the will of God for her. And there's some of you in situations right now that if you don't get the knowledge that it is the will of God for you to be delivered from that, then the prayer of faith that everybody else prays won't work for you, most probably. You see, you must recover yourself. Right attitude to be delivered from a bad situation depends many times on what you believe. 
In fact, I'll tell you quite frankly, many times you determine whether the individual prayed the prayer of faith or not. What you believe about the prayer. So how could she believe that God would deliver her if God was the one that put her in that situation? So see, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about recovering yourself out of the snare of the devil. Well, thank God she got healed, delivered. Matthew 28 and verse 18 and 19, Jesus said, All power and authority is given to me both in heaven and earth. All authority. All of it. Now, we mentioned in Luke the 10th chapter, and I didn't finish with that, the fact that Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents. Now, the word power there is the Greek word that we get our word authority from. It should be translated authority. Jesus said, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil or the enemy. He said, I give you the power. Now, they had the power the authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, the word power, when it refers to the enemy's power, is not authority at all. It is ability. Now, that's significant if you'll study that in Luke, the 10th chapter, verse 19, because you have the authority over all the ability of the enemy. Now, see, some of you thought the devil was so great, there's just no way you could overcome what the devil brings against you. You have authority over the ability of the enemy. And I can tell you from studying the Word of God that the enemy, the devil, his power, his ability is almost totally limited to his deception. It's all tied to his deception. Even though it might not be totally that way, but it's almost totally limited to his deception. There's very little the devil can do with anyone unless he can deceive them. See, it's through deception that he gets you to believe that what came to you to destroy you was of God. We talked about that in one of the other sessions. Paul said that in the latter days that people would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Well, a doctrine of a devil is to attribute something that the devil did to God. That'd be a doctrine of the devil. Or to attribute something that God did to the devil. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people doing that. Maybe not knowingly so, but nevertheless, they're doing it. Now, as we follow the things that the Word teaches, we know that John 10.10 tells us that the thief, which is the devil, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come, that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. It is the will of God that you have life and have it abundantly. Not that you just struggle through life and suffer all through life. That's not the will of God for you. James chapter 1, verse 21, he talks about being doers of the word of God. He said, be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now, when an individual is just a hearer of the word of God, then they can be deceived. Very quickly, you can be deceived if you're not doing what the word of God says. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, we've had this offer all this week. It's called CD Offer number 7112, entitled Tapping the Tree of Life. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. You remember in the Garden of Eden, there was a tree of life in the midst of the garden. And God allowed... Adam and Eve to eat of the tree of life, but they chose the tree of blessing and calamity. Deceived by the devil, Eve was deceived, and Adam committed high treason. 
they ate of that tree instead of the tree of life. Now, God put an angel with a flaming sword there to keep them from the tree of life. Someone says, well, why? Because they had sinned and brought death into the picture, sin and death. And therefore, if they had have eaten of the tree of life after that, they would have lived forever in that sinful state. So God put them out of the garden and protected that tree. But today, the scriptures tell us that wisdom is the tree of life, Proverbs 3.18. Wisdom is a tree of life. And Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Well, the fruit of the righteous is the righteous speaking what is acceptable, and that's the word of God, which is the wisdom of God, which is the tree of life. So you have access to the tree of life. Proverbs 13.12 says, Desire, when it cometh, is a tree of life. When you desire the word of God and the wisdom of God, it becomes a tree of life to you. Now, Proverbs 15.4 says, The wholesome tongue is a tree of life. You need this because it'll give you insight into how this is the closest you're going to get to the tree of life. And this life is speaking God's word after him. The wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Offer number 7112, tapping the tree of life for a total of $11. Our toll-free order line is 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Kelps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Kapps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.